0: From today, 330 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2, the drama of Scripture. And of course, uh, the drama continues all the way through the Old Testament and the nation of Israel into the Gospels, uh, where Jesus arrives on scene as a fulfillment of the Old Testament Scriptures. And you see the opposition mounting as the disciples move toward Jerusalem. And you see the glory of the resurrection, Jesus' call to the disciples, his ascension. Uh, to the right hand of the Heavenly Father, and empowering disciples through the Holy Spirit to take the gospel, uh, beginning in Jerusalem, and Judea, and Samaria, to the very ends of the earth. And we are getting pretty close, as far as the Jewish mind would have thought, to the very ends of the earth as we continue in the book of Acts, and we look at the the travels of Paul and of Barnabas. So we pick up in uh, Acts chapter 14. Uh, as always, uh, before we read, we realize what a wonderful gift we've been given in Scripture uh, for uh, not simply a story or a drama that it invites us into, but the very fact that uh, uh, it has a breath of God in it. it is it's God-breathed, Paul tells us, and it's useful to build us up, to teach us, to rebuke us, to correct us, and, and lift us up in righteousness so we be, may be thoroughly equipped. Uh, for every good work. So it is a gift uh, that has the breath of God in it. And, of course, we have the very breath of God in us through His Holy Spirit. And the two join together to continue His work in us. Mm-hmm. So uh, as we read, uh, we always pause, realize the moment, and invite the Lord to work through His Word in our lives. Heavenly Father, we offer ourselves to You. Uh, we thank You that You have loved us, that You have redeemed us, and that You or God who speaks to us. And we thank you that you speak to us through your word. We thank you that's far more than simply words on a page. We thank you that it is uh, part of your means for growing us up in you and completing your work in us. And we pray, Father, that as we read, you would uh, complete your work in us, carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. And we pick up uh, with Paul and Barnabas at Iconium. Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went as usual into the Jewish synagogue. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the other Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there, speaking boldly for the Lord to confirm the message of His grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, the others with the apostles. There was a plot afoot among both Gentiles and Jews together with their leaders to mistreat them and stone them. They found out about it and fled to the Lyconian cities of Lystra and Derbe into the surrounding country uh, where they continued to preach the gospel. And Lystra there sat a man who was lame. He had been that way from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw he had faith to be healed and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called, Saul, or called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes because he was a chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and a wreath to the city gate because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. When the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd, shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We too are only human like you, we are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. In the past, he let all nations go their own way, yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their season. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. Then some of the Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside of the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day, he and Barnabas left for Derbe. They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. After going through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia, and when they preached the word in Perga, they went down to Adaliah, from Adaliah, they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been commit, committed to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how it opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And they stayed there a long time with the disciples. And you have to love the two parts of the story where things get really hard, and instead of... a. Uh, And instead of uh, kind of moving on to the next town because things are tough, they they actually double down on their commitment to the gospel. And, of course, you're really doubling down on your commitment to the gospel when they take you outside the city, stone you, leave you for dead. And then you get up and you walk right back in the city to Mm -hmm. continue the work uh, that you you have done. And, of course, that's part of his invitation to the church or his reminder to the church that we must go through many hardships Mm -hmm. uh, to enter the kingdom of God. And Paul certainly an example of that, and, and of course we remember, you know, from a couple of weeks ago, uh, God's mm-hmm. call to, you know, mm-hmm. Saul or to Paul. I will show him the many things he must suffer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for me, and of course suffering uh, for Christ, the suffering with Christ. And Paul said, "I have fill up in my body," mm-hmm. as he is writing later, you know, the wounds of Christ.
1: I can't help but think about their reaction when um, the people are wanting to offer sacrifices to them and calling them names of gods, and compare that reaction to Herod's reaction when the people are saying that those are the words of uh, a god, and the voice
0: of a god, uh-huh. and,
1: and just like uh, huge contrast and between their reaction and his, and and you can see that they're they're led by the Spirit. They long to point people to the Lord, and they have. Nothing in nothing in them wants to receive um, that glory for right. themselves.
0: And, uh, the moment it becomes about us rather than about Christ Jesus, we've we've lost. Uh, <laughs> we've lost the very heart of the gospel. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, this happens in in a big a big way. It's initially happening in the Lyconian language, so you know Paul and Barnabas you know, have no idea you know what's going on around, around them, and all of a sudden they see a bull, and all of a sudden they see a reef, and they and they see where the people are going with this and. Uh, it's a big movement, you know, where they uh, tear their tear clothes, clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh,
1: run into the crowd.
0: Demonstrate that it's a deep, uh, deep tragic mistake they're making. And, Of course, what a beautiful you uh, gospel invitation. We're we're encouraging you to turn away from these mm-hmm. worthless yeah. things, yeah. you know, to the true and living God. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's the invitation of gospel for all yeah. of us to turn away from things, and and those things are usually not worthless. You know, whether they're our family or you know, things like that, but they they are not of ultimate worth. They are common graces. You know that God has given us. You know deeply to yeah. enjoy, but when they become ultimate things, and then when they replace the heart, uh, you know of the gospel or the heart of Christ for us, they. Mm -hmm. they do lead to worthless ends. Yeah.
2: That's one of the things that stood out to me is this is really kind of an illustrative commentary on Romans one, you know, that that Paul says that that what can be known about God is plain to them. And yet they chose to worship and serve the created rather than the creator. But, you know, through, through his common grace, through this, you know, general revelation. And I love even, not only has he given you rain, he's shown his kindness, by giving you rain um, from heaven and crops in their seasons, he's provided you with plenty of food, but he fills your hearts with joy. You know, that the, one of the general, you know, common graces God gives to his people is to fill their hearts with joy, mm-hmm. but but not just so that that would terminate there, but that they may know him. And, and so I love, you know, what Paul does here is he doesn't just a, a, allude to general revelation and say, hey, these things, you know, but he says, no, we've come also to preach the good news to you we want you to turn like you were saying from those worthless things to the living god you know that we have something better held out to us in the gospel but this is this is romans one on display and no it is we need it's to it's hear it.
0: beautiful description of common grace he's given you rain he's given you food he's filled you with good things and even beyond that he has uh you know filled your heart with joy all glimpses of who he is and his provision and his grace and of course we have two testimonies of god we have you know general revelation uh, you know, that, that gives us hints of God's glory, but it's, a, it's also creation is fallen, so uh, there's also hints of brokenness. You know, mm-hmm. so you see testimony of both of those things there. And of course, you have a special revelation, you know, through Scripture and more especially through Christ that brings deep clarity uh, to everything we see in creation.
2: Mm-hmm. I also love the scene when, you know, they go back um, to Lystra and Iconium, Antioch, and what do they do when they come back even after a, it's like a mixed trip, right? Like people are coming to faith, the disciples are being made, but they're also getting stoned and let. I mean like so much is going on. Um, you know, and yet when they show up, what do they do in community? They strengthen the disciples and encourage them to remain true to the faith. And just what a good reminder that is that when we gather, you know, so often that's a large part of what we need to be doing is strengthening one another and encouraging one another to remain true to faith and also knowing that you know we will go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God and obviously they're they're doing that, they're experiencing that, but even these guys going through hardship are also pouring into those around them to encourage them in their faith.
0: Yeah. And what a wonderful picture of biblical community. Um, you know, strengthening each other, encouraging one another and and walking through hardship, you know, with one another. So it's a uh, you have to love acts because it is a a picture of how the church is is forming around the gospel in order to be everything you know that God has called it to be in the, to be a witness you know to Him in, in the world. Katie, you mind closing us with a word know. of prayer?
1: Father, thank you, um, thank you for the work that you have accomplished um, through your people, and we see that in the book of Acts and we continue to see that today and we're so um, encouraged and strengthened by it, uh, reminded that you accomplish the purposes that you set out to accomplish and so would we be um, a people who are just open-handed with the things that you've blessed us with, um, knowing that our full joy um, is found in just following you and, and being in your will and, and being in relationship with you, Lord um, thank you so much for who you are. It's in Christ's name. Amen.